When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome to the show about your dough. Tom Cock here. Don McDonald with another week off as he uh, rummages through New Zealand in some sort of RV. I mean, if you see him, remind him to stay on the wrong side of the road. He'll be back here in just a couple of weeks. You're out there trying to figure out how to make sense of your money. And uh, maybe more questions now, now that your taxes are done some of you and we're here to answer those questions for you let me give you the telephone number it is easy 855-935-TALK that's 855-935-8255 taking your calls for an hour today here then we'll be uh off for an hour and then on kvi from uh two to three so uh if, if you're tuning in for football you're still a little early well you know i don't ever wake up any day and plan on being a jerk I, I, it's just not it's not in my dna okay sometimes i am i get it but i don't wake up now it turns out last week i guess i kind of was and uh through social media i got called a few names these are names i can't say on the air because it's not the howard stern show but um it was surprising to me because i was criticizing somebody in our industry and 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 i i, I got beat about the head and shoulders for doing it by him let me give you a little background it turns out that on a a popular social media site i'm not a facebook user i am on linkedin you could find me there there's not very many tom cox on linkedin so i'm on linkedin and i'm reading the post and a post from a a person in our industry who's considerably younger somebody that i know through a family connection has a post about how he's going to go teach high school students, which I think is fantastic because I wish we spent more time with young people helping them about money. The second part was he was going to be providing a contest, a stock picking contest. Now, I absolutely hate stock picking contests, especially for young people. Abhor them. And I wrote on publicly that thank you for going and working with young people, but please don't tell them that picking stocks is investing. Because it's not. It's gambling. It's praying. And I'll give you a couple of numbers here in a minute that I think really bear that out. But anyway, he back-channeled and wrote me, called me a name and said I was blocked. He then wrote to the human resources person in our company and called me another name. Uh, So why am I so strident about what's wrong with just the... And I think he even posted later in response to mine that no children were harmed in the contest. Why am I so down on stock picking contests? Well, let me tell you. Because the average person I talk to is 55 years old. The average person I talk to has not made money the focus of their life. They haven't studied how markets work. They haven't followed great money managers. They were introduced, many of them, to investing by a stock picking contest in high school. Oh, yeah, I remember that. The teacher said, for the next two months, you pick the stocks you think will do best. Do you think that's investing? No, that is not investing. Investing in stocks, individual stocks, is a pure gamble. 
part two of this is that people then think investing is a zero-sum game. Bill Gates gets rich and I don't, right? Wrong. We'll talk about that more on the show. You don't have to beat anyone to profit from investing in stock markets. But here's the reason I really hate it. It sets you up for long-term failure. Because you think you have to go pick the best companies or the best markets or time the market or be do something that requires study and activity to be successful investor, to retire. And that is completely wrong. If you don't believe me, you can type this name in on the internet and you'll read his study. It's Bessem Binder. Oh, you got to believe the Germans, right? B-E-S-S-E-M-B-I-N-D-E-R. He went back to 1926 and looked at the behavior of stocks for 90 years to see, well, how do you pick stocks or how do you be in markets? And what he found was, this is fascinating, the best poor 4% of listed companies from 1926 explain the net gain of the entire U.S. stock market since 1926. The rest of them don't do as well as T-bills, as very short-term U.S. government securities that don't pay you very much. Do you think you can pick the 4%? Do you, when we know the evidence is, and we'll talk about this on the program today, that there isn't a manager who's done that for a long period of time. We'll even talk about Warren Buffett today. So I don't like the idea that we teach you that you need to pick stocks, that you've got to decide that Amazon is the best for the next 20 years, even though it's been the best for the last 20 years, or that Apple will now continue to outperform Microsoft, which has had a great run here over the last couple of years. That is not investing. That is gambling. Investing is a long-term exposure of your assets to certain markets. That's investing. So... Sorry to be a jerk this week, but I'll try to do better the rest of the show. We have a special guest, so join us for that. And your calls, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We'll be right back with more on Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. All right, let's get this break out of the way really quickly. If you're looking for an investment advisor, you need a fee-only, 100% fiduciary, low-cost, science-based advisor. And that describes Vestory. If you'd like to learn more about us, it's really easy. Go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, or give us a call at 800-386-3004, 800-386-3004. There, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. Our telephone number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Here to answer your questions every week. I had a question last week that came in about Social Security right at the end of the program. And I'm ashamed to admit that I had the answer wrong. It was about um, filing for Social Security and then trying to get your own, filing on your spouse and getting your own benefit later. It's called deeming. I said you couldn't do it anymore. 
anymore. It turns out with a survivor benefit, you can. I had that wrong, and I got to apologize. I wish I knew how to get a hold of the woman who called, and and, and I'm just I'm really sorry. So I, I told her to go back to Social Security, so hopefully they'll set her straight. So uh, we're here to do the best we can <laughs> answering your questions. I am just absolutely thrilled this week that uh, that we have a, a guest who's been, wow, mentor, a friend, a business partner for many years. You're going to know the name because he's been a financial educator, advisor, author, podcaster. Sorry to say his podcast still does as well as ours does. Uh, you've, you've heard him. You've seen him. He's, I think, helped, I don't know, 100,000, he'll tell us. Uh, my great pleasure to welcome to Talking Real Money, Paul Merriman. Paul, thank you for taking the boat over here and joining us on the show. Uh, you know, I'm thrilled to be here. I, I woke up this morning, Tom, and at first I forgot that I was going to be on the air. <laughs> And I was Me not, too, by the way. I was not feeling real peppy, uh-huh. uh, but then I remember, boy, I was up and at him and had to bring something new to this show I'm not surprised. that I've never done before. All right, we'll talk about that in a minute. So if you have questions for Paul, you know the name. He's been here educating thousands of you in the Seattle area for... 30 years? No, because the the anniversary of Merriman, your company, is how? It's 35. 35 years. Wow, that's terrific. Still operating just down the street here in Seattle and doing great work. So the number is 855-935-8255. We'll we'll get to a couple of topics. Paul, let's go ahead and go to the phones because Jay has been kind enough to uh, stand by and now joins us on Talking Real Money. Hi, Jay. Hello. Good morning. Um, I was listening to you say that stock picking is a gamble. It and is a, yeah, go ahead. I think that I think that's too broad a statement. There's a point that you may be missing on that, and here it is. I picked some stocks over ten years ago, and whether you're investing or gambling depends, in my view, on why you pick the stock. I did not pick a stock for growth. I thought it was gonna be really good and make make all sorts of money on it. I was hunting for stocks that number one looked pretty stable in price, whether the market went up or down. And they paid great dividends, and the dividends were consistent. And out of all the stocks that are out there to pick for, I found three that met my criteria, and I invested several thousand dollars in one of them, and I could not have been happier 10 years later because they, they pay consistent dividends and not just semi-annually but monthly. I had a monthly income with, without any worries about losing my money. Jay, I'm going to let I'm going to let Paul respond first. Go ahead, Paul. You know, Jay. Number one, I agree with your comment that investing in individual securities is not gambling. Gambling really within seconds. You can know whether you won or lost. You can double your money. If in fact, if you if you win the lottery, you get a really good return on your dollar. But I do believe. When you're talking about individual securities, one at a time specifically to start with, that it is it is considered a speculation, and you hit it right on the nose. If you look out 10 years and you have an investment, the probabilities of a profit, don't know how big or small it might be, but a profit is very, very high. But when you look at the returns of individual securities over a period of 10 years, a lot of them do not make any money. And therefore, that's one reason people in the industry consider the mutual fund broadly diversified as being a better investment than any individual stock you know and and back my point really is 
I, I and you know this because you've listened to the show. Why take the risk of that? In other words, you it, the smartest people in this business, and we could talk about one right now, a guy named Warren Buffett, who is recognized as you know the greatest investor of our generation, right? I mean, this is a guy that consistently did better than an index. And by the way, he's told his spouse when I pass, put it in an index, but. He has not, over the long haul, been able to outproduce just owning the type of shares that he, ha- I mean, U.S. large cap value stocks, correct, Paul? Well, this is what I got up this morning and started to work on. I'm not surprised. And because I was curious, because I'm a real value investor. I believe in value investing for a major part of my own portfolio and the portfolio that I think your portfolios have Indeed a is. lot of value. Here's what I found over the last 15 years. Now, that's not his whole portfolio experience. Yeah. Last 15 years, yep. he's had a 10% compound rate of return. That was through yesterday, by the way. That's Ber- uh, this is Berkshire Hathaway we're talking about. This is Berkshire Hathaway. 10% yeah. is a very good return. That's a great return. Yeah. That was about what the S&P 500 did, by the way. It also compounded at 10%. Even with the horrible period 2008-2009. Yes, exactly. Uh, And this is 15 years, so it does pick up that period. Yep. But if you invested in a portfolio that is a combination of big and small. We're talking the market capitalization of companies, big ones and small. Big ones you know, small ones you don't. U.S. and international. Yep and even a slice of emerging market value, the compound rate of return in a in a diversified portfolio was 11.6. Wow. That's a big difference over the long term. And that doesn't sound like much when you're just listening, oh, 1.5% a year, big deal. It's a life changer for right. a lot of people, yeah. uh, particularly people who are taking a lot of risk to get whatever return that they get. And I found it interesting because I would have guessed that the internationals didn't do as well as the yeah, U.S. Because that's what we've heard since the since the Great Recession is don't be an international. If you're just in the U.S., you've done far better. Well, small cap international value, 12.8% wow. in the fund that I have in my own portfolio. And the emerging market value, again, a fund that I hold in my portfolio and recommend to others, 13.8%. Wait a minute. So the lousy companies in crummy countries like Brazil, Russia, India, China did better than the U.S.? Well, let me define that. Lousy. Okay. Out Value of favor. For, out, out of favor. Okay, out of favor. I don't Pardon want to me. offend people. <laughs> I, I'm, good. I'm better at that than you are, apparently. So, But, but anyway, I think there's a... A lot to learn if we can look at the long term rather than look at what happened in the last year. And so DFA, Vanguard, two great uh, passive managed portfolio people. I mean, they manage like indexes. Yep. They did better than did Warren Buffett for the last 15. Years. I think if you read Buffett's newsletter, he admits it's hard as Berkshire Hathaway has gotten so big. Yes. It's hard to keep coming up with the new idea, the new company that you can invest in that's going to beat the market, if you will. Or make a difference in your portfolio, even if you get one when you're that big. Indeed. 855-935-8255 is our telephone number. Paul Merriman joining us today. We're only here for an hour, so get your questions in. And we're moving on to football. 855-935-TALK. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real. 
If you're looking for a nice short podcast to tide you over between episodes of Talking Real Money, check out Money 30. Money 30 podcasts are between two and four minutes long, and they're available at every major podcast service, including Apple Podcasts, or you can visit money30.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back. Tom Cock here. Don McDonald out this week. 855-935-8255 is our telephone number. 855-935-TALK. We're talking with Paul Merriman, who is still very active in his... Can I say it? What? what? How old you are? Is it okay? Yeah. All right. In his uh, 75th year. I mean, you're coming up on 75. I am. Born I am. the same year as Jim Morrison. And boy, you've had a lot more lasting power, I got to say, than, than I he don't has, look so. any better. No, <laughs> we don't know that for sure. So Paul's here to answer your questions about all things money. Uh, he's written several books. You've seen his, uh, his. you had your online, your, no, your online, you had your PBS special, which was absolutely tr- fitness after 50, right? Financial fitness yeah, it was after really, 50. Yeah, really terrific, which you probably still could find that somewhere, right? Uh, would you... Would you believe it? It's on my website. There you go. It's a surprise, but Which it's is there. just paulmerriman.com yep. with an I. So check all that stuff out. He does most of this absolutely free. You got portfolios up there from Schwab and Vanguard and Fidelity. Fidelity and it's all. I think it's great. So I send people there all the time. So we're super glad to have you here. And Paul will be speaking at Retire Meet two weeks from today in Everett, which, by the way, just has a few tickets left. But you're also going to be speaking on Bainbridge Island soon, too, right? 26th of April. Okay, that's coming up. Think about this. You take the ferry over to Bainbridge. Yeah. You get there early so you can see this wonderful museum of art that we have. It's it's a great exhibition if you like that type of thing. Yeah. Then maybe you settle in for a little food someplace there. Great restaurants on Bainbridge. Indeed there are. And then you watch me for two hours, try to educate you to get the most out of your 401k and your IRA. Then you catch the 820 ferry. You got this all back figured to out. Seattle, wow. the lights of the city. Your big profits. It, you're, you're just thinking <laughs> how much money you're going to be making. <laughs> okay, so tell us, tell us how they tell us how they sign up, Paul. I mean, how do you? How, what else did you win? Operators I, are waiting. <laughs> I guess they. Are. No, you go to paulmerriman.com and and how much a, are the tickets? Got asked. Zero. Oh, okay. All right. Because you were asking me how much retire meat was, and I never know. So yeah, I'm yeah. the worst guy in the world, that kind of thing. So, okay. PaulMerriman.com. Next, so that's next Thursday. By the way, if I could charge him, I would do that, of course. <laughs> but nobody's well, ever. Well, but in all seriousness, you give away, I mean, anything you get paid for, now you're just giving away to charity anyway, right? That's right. Okay. That's so, right. PaulMerriman.com, next Thursday on Bainbridge. That's it. Okay. I got it right. The art and the food are extra. Art, food, and finance. Art, ooh, wow, I you, like are really, that. you are really, really good. So, um, back to Warren Buffett for a moment, because it's blasphemy to say that just an index portfolio does better than Buffett. No? No. Not? Not. Okay, well, tell me why. Well, because people, learned people, have looked at this carefully, and in fact, every six months... The Standard & Poor's people put out a report. It's called the SPIVA, yeah. S-P-I-V is at Victory A, the SPIVA report that shows the returns of the benchmarks, the indexes. Yeah, like the and S&P 500, the Russell 2, whatever ca- it is. Yes, yeah, okay. right. So you're comparing apples to apples. Yeah. And then they, they show you numbers, how many of those 
actively managed funds. An active fund is where a manager is picking stocks or moving money around. Yep. A passive or index fund is just exposing your money to that particular asset, if you will. Class. And let's remember that the, 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 the reason that active manager is in business is to beat the market. Otherwise, anybody could buy an index. It turns out that only about 10% of the actively managed funds are able to beat the benchmarks. So as an investor, you can see what happens to you. If you buy actively managed funds, it, the, the odds are against you, about 9 to 1. And if those are the odds, why wouldn't you pick the one that was in essence going to, going to allow you to get the return that we might call par Well, in golf? I mean, part of it is settling. We can talk more about that. I mean, because when you own an index fund, you're settling. I mean, I'll just take what the market gives me. And a lot of people say, no, I want to be above average like I am as a driver and a lover. All these other... Anyway, we'll talk more about that. 855-935-8255 as we continue talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Keeping the podcast breaks as painless as possible is my goal. That's why I want to very quickly tell you about the only magazine I've ever heard of that is 100% real investing all the time. There's no business news, no speculative advice, and certainly no lifestyle stuff. It's called Real Investing Journal. I publish it every quarter, and you can get two full years for only 25 bucks at realinvestingjournal.com. That's realinvestingjournal.com. For a really great future, we're talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money, here to answer your questions about all things financial. 855 935 TALK. For those of you who are challenged with your phone, like me, 855-935-8255. And yes, that is a toll-free number. We are honored to have a financial educator, author, podcaster, speaker. And uh, a successful businessman, uh, all-around good guy, Paul Merriman, joining us here on Talking Real Money because Don is out of town. And you you mentioned this uh, study of funds. I found this fascinating to read this week. I mean, because most of us can... Most of us can remember 2003. It wasn't that long ago, right? I mean, I can even remember you and I were working together. We had another show called Sound Investing, which a few years later was picked as Best Money Podcast by Money Magazine. 2003, right? Okay, you own a mutual fund in 2003. What? How many of those funds still exist 15 years later? That's that's amazing. It's a fascinating number to that, me. About half. Less or, than half. Four out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Where do they all go? What well, happens? Bad performance. The, the, the people who run these families of mutual funds are smart enough to know that you're not going to be able to sell a fund if it's got bad performance. So you just merge it into another fund that you already have. And all of a sudden, presto, the return, the bad return is gone. And the new fund's return is the one that is being posted for investors in terms of the long-term return. And so if it doesn't work, it's the Taylor Fund. And if it does work, <laughs> then it's the Kelsey Fund. I'll figure it out in my household. That well, was easy. Well, and here's the part that's interesting. When you look at Morningstar returns over, like, let's say, 15 years, 
it reflects. Morningstar is kind of the Bible. I mean, yes, the people keep track of all this It's the best database. You can type that in. You can, and by the way, you can go to morningstar.com and you can look up your fund. It's free. free. It's yeah, all it's a great free. service, yeah. But here's what we know. They will show you the returns of the average mutual fund in a particular category. That a type, a, like, like a S&P cap 500. Value, yeah, big okay. cap, low. That return does not reflect the loss of all of those mutual funds that were merged. I believe away they call that survivor bias. Survivorship bias. Right. Yeah, That's right. Survivorship right. bias. So, yep. so four out of ten. I mean, it's fascinating to me. Now, the ones that we recommend—not that we're the smartest people. You are. I'm not the smartest people in the world at yep. Vanguard at Dimensional Funds. I don't think any of those have ever gone away in this period of time. Correct? Uh, not to my knowledge, but I, but I will tell you, there's another thing that that a lot of people overlook. And that is what the Spiva report talks about consistency. Let's say you buy a fund because it's large cap value. Yep. How consistent over the 15-year period have they been? Have they continued to be large cap value or have they drifted away? Most mutual funds are not consistent. That's another reason, by the way, to own index funds. Because exactly. you know what you own exactly. today and tomorrow. And Why would you want to buy something thinking it fits in this way in my portfolio and it doesn't the next day? Let's go back to the phones. 855-935-8255. And Carrie joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Carrie. Hi. How you doing? We're doing well. How can we help you today? Well, like to know if you have an opinion regarding cryptocurrencies. Yeah, you might not like my opinion, though. I'll take. Do you want to go first, Paul, on this? Well, I I would imagine we have a similar opinion uh, because we have. I I would do a lot of work, Carrie, with young people, and young people are really interested in the idea of investing in cryptocurrencies. And, and I have fought them tooth and nail to try to keep them out of those because it is not an investment. And in it is reality, a speculation. It, it, yes, it is Clearly. a speculation. Yep. And not only that, but if it's a currency... And if I accept it as a currency, as a as a as, as a business person, and I let you pay me in Bitcoin, and I, in essence, you buy something for a thousand dollars, and I go to figure to, to cash that in to help pay the bills of my company, and I find out it's only worth five hundred. What kind of a currency is that? And number here's a couple of numbers I pay attention. Trading, by the way, in in Bitcoin is down seventy percent from the beginning of the year. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think the price was around nineteen thousand. Today it's about eight thousand. I mean that's a pretty dramatic swing in any asset. Isn't that the way it works? When things are high, people want it. Yep. When things go down, they don't want it. We don't think it's an investment. It may have some value long term. We'll find out. We don't know. We don't know. I wouldn't be taking my money out and trading Bitcoin anytime soon. The last time I saw it was mentioned was on the TV show Billions, where he needs to secretly get his money, and he's going to get it that way. 855-935-8255. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you need help allocating your retirement plan at work, you can get free help at 401411.com. That's 401411.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 
Welcome back to Talking Real Money, 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. We're abbreviated today because, gosh darn it, that spring football game, you got to hear that live. Because there's some third-string guy walk-on from some... Okay, I'm mocking it a bit. But that's coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, so we're only here one hour. Our friend Paul Merriman, renowned author, uh, financial educator, who's spoken to... I mean... All the AAIIs and CPAs you've held over the years, it's remarkable, truly is, uh, who's here to answer questions, too. So let's go back to the phones because, you know, we can never get enough of uh, cryptocurrencies. And Kerry would like to provide his side of the story when it comes to Bitcoin. Go ahead, Kerry. Hi. Um, oh, and not necessarily regarding Bitcoin, but I don't know how much study you put into the cryptocurrency space, but basically ICOs are a form of an IPO, except they're offered directly to the public initially. There's not an initial uh, private placement and then uh, for the banks and uh, exchanges and then um, to the public at a, you know increased rate. So most of the ICOs though, are startup money for high tech industry and there are a lot of scams. A lot of those uh, coins or you know currencies, whatever you want to call them, tokens are gone. Yeah, the, and, and you know something. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to limit this somewhat. And by the, the way, the reason one reason I worry is the Escobar family, the notorious Escobar family, has their own cryptocurrency. But Paul, go ahead. I really recommend if people are on the fence about cryptocurrencies that they watch John Oliver's a video yeah, yeah, on this. He went it's on about really, this, yeah. It's really good. And Carrie, you said it. A lot of them are scams. And you have to please be patient with Tom. Please be patient <laughs> with me. Oh, because every word that comes out of our mouth is supposed to be serious about helping people for the long term do the things that have the highest probability of helping them reach that goal and cryptocurrencies do not i cannot include them in the list of investments that Good i point. would recommend to people i really want to help there's other th- i mean there's other, commodities have been something oh. you hear uh, trade commodities well i don't know anybody who's done it long term and made more again than just owning wide diversified portfolio stocks well it's worse than that though tom is that most people who try to trade commodities lose and i think it's less than five percent end up making money trading commodities you stay at the table long enough you keep playing they're likely to take your money well so, and this brings me to a great topic i mean, i don't want to spend much time on cryptocurrencies because frankly i would not be investing in them if you call me and ask me i would not recommend them but how many people, what pe- I mean, my son's here who's 20-something, how many people really need a financial advisor, and you use one, right? I do. You've got, I mean, and you're a pretty smart guy. How yeah. many people listening today even need a financial advisor or plan or whatever? Well, at, at points along the way, everybody does. I mean, we when you look at the Social Security uh, information about decisions people make around Social Security, just if they'd spend a half an hour with an advisor, it would change their lives, I think, in a, a lot of cases. Coming to retirement, how much should you have in equities and how much in fixed income? 
what if you're sitting on a bunch of investments that are just lousy investments? Wouldn't it be nice if you could find somebody objectively to tell you, look, you're going to hold those for the next 30 years in retirement and see those likely go down while you're trying to take money out? Finance. That's counterproductive. Doesn't mean you have to hire them for life, but having somebody look at a portfolio is golden. Give you a, even by the way, even if you have somebody else who's doing this, getting a second opinion sometimes. Yeah, right. Because we know there's a very small part of this industry <laughs> that has a legal requirement to put your interests ahead of their own. In fact, most people actually don't put your. I mean, you're you're right. Most people do not consider you first. And Wall Street, those firms, and and they're legitimate firms, just like any corporation, but they have to put the profitability of their firm above everything else they do. Now, they don't ever advertise that. I never see the big fancy ad during the Super Bowl that says, hi, we're putting our interest first. If anything's left, we'll pass it on to you. Well, unfortunately, that's the way a lot of life is, though, Tom, is that I mean, Everybody even, has an interest in getting you even to spend, doctors, Even doctors, right, even attorneys. Yeah, if yeah, you dig okay. deep enough, you find that a lot of folks are compromised. And what I want from a physician, from a CPA, Good from point. an advisor, is somebody who is, is, is competent and ethical and cares. That's what I want. You mentioned social. We're talking with Paul Merriman, by the way. You still have time to get a quick call in here before the top of the hour, 855-935-TALK. If you can't make it now, we're going to be on KVI just down the dial here at uh, 2 o'clock, so join us for that. You mentioned Social Security. I am still absolutely flabbergasted, blown away when I read that it's only 2% of men wait till age 70 to take it, not realizing that that's... 132 percent of what they would have gotten at uh, at 62 correct i mean it's eight percent a year all those years no that's at full retirement age yes so i mean it's crazy and and i think what a lot of that is about is they can't afford to retire without that without that money i read a number years ago but i suspect it it may still be true that 30 percent of retirees are taking out 7% or more annually from their investments. How much well, do you recommend? No more than five. Okay. Even- uh, under unusual circumstances, six, but you got to have a lot and of money. May- but maybe you waited until 70 to take that out. That's correct. If you wait till 70, you have fewer years, obviously you can take more out as a percentage. Well, I waited. My wife waited. And I hope you wait. I'm planning on working until 70, but, you know, it gets back to this whole thing. You don't know, You right? don't have to work to 70. You have to not take Social yeah. Security until well, no, 70. Well, no, I won't take Social Security till 70. I mean, the question will be, and, and for those of you who don't know, I just turned 60 recently, whether or not I can work. I, my plan would be to work full time till 70. I hope you do. Yeah, I did. I, mean, I, I know did. you did. Well, you're still working. Well, uh, you're just not. You're you're giving away the money. But I mean, the, because I would go insane. That's number one. Plus, I like my work, and it's yeah. not physically demanding. I got the young guys to carry around the mutual funds. They do the heavy lifting. I see. Okay. I got the I got the easy <laughs> job. I just talk to people. It's fun. You educate. Yeah. I mean, I Edu- and, and I just talked to a guy in California today who's got a crummy 401k he works in construction makes a lot of money he's in his mid-20s what do i do well here go do this with a roth ira i mean it's i love that kind of thing so my goal would be to work till 70 take social security then not tap anything i've saved until 70 and then your window is what i was trying to say it's relatively short i'm hoping 
to live till 90 because my grandson would be 30. That would be fun for me. But By the way, I, I have to, you mentioned 401k, yeah. so that's an opener for me. Thank Go ahead, you. quickly, yeah. Your firm has been helping my foundation uh, do the analysis of 401ks across America. I think we're up to 130. You can go see those at paulmerriman.com. Where do they click when they get to that page? 401k. Tough tough to figure out. So your company plan may be there. The point is we show you how to use the mutual funds that are in that plan. paulmerriman.com. Click on 401k. We'll be right back with more here on Talking Real Money in just a moment. Tom and Don are talking real money. We mentioned 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 throughout the podcast. But you need to know that you can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your question, and those will be answered in special Talking Real Money podcasts that will appear on this particular site in the future. So give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Learn how to get your retirement right at Retire Meet. Coming up just a few weeks away in Everett. Learn more at retiremeet.com. That's retiremeet.com. Hear from great people like Paul Merriman, Herb Weisbaum, myself, and Don. Retiremeet.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 